everybody, this is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Hi everyone. Chad, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Today's Today's been fun. That's good. You did you um you 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 would tell me that we're recording late because you're having dinner? I had uh yeah, we had dinner late. I was having some weird issues with the It turns out it was the furnace that was leaking water. That um fire goes in the furnace, not water. Well, the or the air conditioning furnace hub area in my basement. Um, so I had to clean that up today and try and figure out where and why. And my dad has an idea, and he's going to fuck around with it tomorrow. And if we can't get it fixed ourselves, we'll either call my friend Heather or uh, yep, someone else and have them come over and, and do it. I thought this was a fun dinner story, and you're going to tell me all the great food you had. No, we just had like leftover pizza. It was a pretty pretty boring dinner story. Okay, I want to talk about pizza. What um do you make your own or do you go to like a a branch or what so is it? A franchisee one or a local place or what? In this case, this was homemade pizza that my mom made. Uh she will usually buy the crust, but she'll make the sauce and then she'll cut up the onions, green peppers, uh whatever we want on it basically or whatever she feels like putting on it. Um she threw some pepperoni on this one. Her homemade pizza is much better than like all the other kinds of pizza, more or less. Uh, I, I, we do have some really good restaurants that serve pizza around here, and I, I don't know if I'm in the mood for pizza and I don't want to do any work. I just throw in a DiGiorno. I feel like it's a, it's very, it's a stable choice. It, it gets the job done. You know what's funny? I, I really don't like microwave pizza. Or, or let me rephrase that. Uh. Frozen pizza. Um, I just I don't get any value out of it anymore. It's it's food. I mean, there's calories in it, right? Like I don't I don't think DiGiorno's taste fine. I have one of those probably once a month, once a, once every other week. If well, it's yeah. a really lazy week or month, but but if I'm gonna have empty calories, I feel like there's more efficient versions. Oh sure. You know what I mean? Like I I find myself um going for instant ramen or. I mean, you, you, you. I guess you live somewhere colder, so maybe mm-hmm. you go to warm things up more often. I'm really uh, content with just like a peanut butter sandwich or sure. a, an apple, and it's like I'll just deal with this. Yeah, um, I guess I don't mind heating stuff up. I use the oven a lot, but that's mostly because I'm lazy and don't feel like cooking like an adult way. I'm just like I can throw two potatoes in the oven for an hour, and then they'll be fine. I can eat them when they're done. Salt. And uh, that's that's mostly how I cook. I'm, it gets the job done. I would like to become a better cook. Part of it comes down to cost, time, and then cleanup, right? Like, I, I, just, I don't have a huge kitchen, and then I don't have a lot of, like, I don't have, like, any baking supplies. I don't have sugar or flour. And then my spices are kind of limited because I only have, like, the one place for them. And it just, there's a, there's a lot involved in, like, learning how to cook better. And uh, I don't want to throw away food, so if I fuck something up, then I've wasted time, I've wasted money, and, and, and I'm still hungry. I guess if I'm hungry for pizza, my first go-to is, well, the good pizza is expensive. So I go to 7-Eleven, and I buy a slice of pizza, and I go, this is awful. And that's my pizza story. That's fair. Yay! Um... Last week, I think, was maybe one of our favorite shows we've done. Yes, last week was great. It was a great topic, and it was really fun, like, 
digging into it and researching and thinking and putting something together. And I wanted a break from that, so I didn't want to think about what we talked about this week. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I, <laughs> the the quality comes out when we when we plan things a little bit. It certainly can. <laughs> my my other thing is I know we've talked about pizza before, so I feel like the first five minutes of this show have been like a really shitty highlight reel of an episode neither of us really remember. Yeah, I think so. Which is you know whatever. Oh yeah, I mean pizza is a an evergreen topic. Yeah, actually, my brother had it with pineapple the other day for the first time because my mom she, she was making it. She threw pineapple on a handful of slices because she wanted it, and uh, he said it was pretty good. And I'm just like, still not going near that. All right. In my defense, I don't really like pineapple on anything. Well, yeah, you have to like pineapple. So um, I still don't so- know how anybody could just like mix it with pizza sauce and cheese to be like, this is good. It's like it's a weird fruit, you bitch. Don't. I was going to say something, and then the the thought completely evaporated. Oh, uh, pineapple. There's another use of pineapple, but I like you, you cut them into spears, and then you put that on the grill a little bit just to kind of warm it up. Oh, interesting. And that's a good way to have a pineapple. Never, like, yeah, I never thought to, like, grill it. Like, the only time I ever have pineapple is uh, if it's in a Mai Tai. <laughs> If you know, if I'm making pineapple my ties, which I almost never do now, but yeah, that takes a bit of pineapple juice. I think the best use of pineapple is on uh, Chicken Waikiki Beach. Is that I don't know? Is that a joke or is that just like? No, oh. that, that's just a good recipe for chicken. Oh, okay. you, it's it's like chicken over white rice, and you put a pineapple on top of that, and you kind of cook it that way. Oh sure. Um, the flavors blend a little bit, but not too much. I don't sense. know. I, I think pineapple is a weird thing because it's such a big fruit and it has limited applications. So it's interesting to me that like grocery stores always have a bunch of them because it's like when we when we want to use a pineapple, we usually want to use a lot of it and we buy exactly one. And that's enough. And it just seems like yeah. a weird commodity to buy at the grocery store. But I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Me either. I did. Uh, I did finally get a, a mask for the COVID thing. Yay! So I'm, I'm I'm on that train, and I got a cool one off of Etsy that's got like a, it's like a, a, a werewolf teeth that's got you know the the mouth. Did I did I show you my new one? I got. Mm-mm. I'll send you a picture of it. Um, you're only eight months late in getting your mask. Good job, Chad. I feel like it's it's more like five months late, Cameron. No. But whatever. Um, I went to a local hobby store that opened up this week. Because it's like, well, I, I need to get more primer. And I could order it online, but I've been waiting for like a local shop to open to kind of help out more. Yeah. So they they announced their opening. So on my lunch break today, I'm like, I'm, I'll go over there real quick. I'll get this, uh, I'll get this paint. They got a whole batch of uh, models and stuff in. So it's like, I'll just take a look at what models they got too. And it it was funny because I walked in and um, like I I'm wearing what I'm wearing right now is just a regular black mask. Okay. I have I have this nice one I'll show you in a minute, but I haven't been wearing it out because it's like it's kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm waiting for like a time where it'll be more appropriate to wear it. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, I I wanted this three months ago. Thanks, Etsy. Um. But I walked in, and the the one guy had a mask, I want to say, similar to what you ordered with the teeth. But the other guy's was, like, um, 
I feel like he made it out of his mom's scrubs because oh. it was like floral mm. print, and it didn't look like a style that he would he would normally carry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. It didn't look like the kind of mask that you'd buy. It looked like it was homemade, and it didn't look like from fabric that he would have on hand. Unless he does a lot of, I don't know if he has an Etsy shop. Maybe he's distributing these, but it was just, it was kind of weird because he had, he's like covered in like death metal band tattoos. Oh, nice. Good for him. Um, it's like he's got a very like macho kind of thing and he had like, like a, a rock kind of shirt on, you know? So he's kind of got this certain appearance and then this like weird homemade floral mask. <laughs> and I was wondering, like, was this a bet? Like, did he is is the vampire fangs his, and then the other guy, like his boss, took it from him? This isn't a very funny story. I didn't, I didn't have a very good. It, it's um. Oh. I think though, I think there's a topic here because they are like they have become a fashion statement, right? Like, I didn't just go get a black one. I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get something kind of cringy and stupid that I think is cool. And I think I've showed it to you before, but it's you know, it it really is like. The front part of a, a wolf mouth, but somewhat stylized. And I'm just like, that one. I want the teeth so I can look like I'm a hoodlum in a gang or whatever. You know, and uh, you, you all of a sudden, if when I had it on, I became one, a lot more conscious of the people around me who did not have one on. Uh, which normally wouldn't bother me that much unless I was like in the minority of, of not wearing them. And it's like, oh, maybe I should get one. I feel like an asshole. Uh but also just seeing what people did have because there was definitely lots of different patterns and colors and, and the, uh, like the one you're showing, you have a horde one, which is cool. People like using this to represent or show off things they like. Express themselves. Um, yeah, I remember this one now that you just sent me. Yeah, this one is actually like a lot better looking. Um, the, the one I'm talking about, like it was just a, that very monochrome black and white kind of thing. Like kind of basic. Um, yeah, it, they are kind of a new fashion trend. <laughs> uh, it's been funny on Animal Crossing. People are wearing, like, face protection when they visit. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was, like, at first it was like, we're going to raise awareness of how important it is to wear a mask. But then it very quickly turned into, well, I'm going to have this cool, like, World War II gas mask. And, or I'm going to have this, like, this other thing that covers my face this way. And people are just, like, they're having different kinds of masks now. Because they got tired of like, yeah, everyone's aware now and it look cool. It's like the whole like fashion souls, right? You play Dark Souls enough to the point where you're just like, well, I know this game inside it out. What kind of cool armor sets can I make? And then I can like strut around looking like a, a badass or something stupid. Yeah, I mean, dress up. I kind of want to talk about MMOs. Um, but I think the number one reason I play almost any game is for dress up. Um, on Deep Rock. Galactic, I finally got my dwarf looking exactly how I want him to. And I know there's a lot more things to unlock that I haven't gotten yet, but I kind of love how he looks right now. It's like perfect. Sure. So it's this weird thing where it's like, I'm half afraid to keep playing because I don't have anything to work towards. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, now I'm going to get bored. Now I got my hat. I got just the right color beard unlocked. I'm trying to think of the... I definitely like. I enjoy the the customization part of of games like that for sure. But I definitely need more than the new pretty trinket to keep playing something like like Deep Rock. I think I'll be glad to play that with with you instead of Overwatch because Overwatch pisses me off. And I think this is kind of just a fun game 
to play, but I also don't feel like I care about what I'm progressing towards. It, it's just sort of like, you nah. know, it's kind of nice to play something a little slower paced and the aesthetic's cool and I get to be kind of a drunken dwarf. That's fun. Yeah, in that game, the gameplay loop is a lot more important than the dress up part. For yeah. sure. I don't know if the gameplay loop is like ex- that exciting, though. I think it's just like it is the right balance between it's fun, but also you, it's kind of chill. Yeah, that's the thing is it's chill. Um, there's people that play Left 4 Dead like nonstop for 10 years because mm-hmm. that's just what them and their friends will do. This feels like one of those kind of games where I, I feel like those the point's going to come where like updates don't come out anymore. But there's like dedicated groups that just like to do it. Yeah. And that it'll be around for a while, I think. And I still like to jump into Left 4 Dead every once in a while just to kill some zombies and get really pissed off on the crescendo events because I'm not great at the game. Left 4 Dead 2 has like amazing gun sound effects. I fucking love all the gun sound in that game. Yeah, that's that's a very well made game. I'm disappointed in uh in some of these other ones. Like I, I remember getting really excited about uh Evolve. Oh yeah. And I used to really like Vermintide 2, like at launch. But it seems like every patch that came out kinda took the fun away and people don't play it anymore. Oh. So that's kind of a bummer. And we've talked about that before too, just like the w- games that rely solely on online are weird because if people stop playing them the game's worthless now. It's just garbage data on your computer. Like, I don't have l- l- lawbreakers on my computer anymore, obviously, because no one plays it. It died. And it's it's really frustrating that that's a thing that can happen. Yeah. It's also, uh, like, right now, Team Fortress 2. That game's still technically active, but it's yep. not the same game anymore. I have no idea what all, like, the last... If there have even been patches in the last couple years. I mean, they, they pretty much... They ruined it to a point where I couldn't enjoy it anymore. And then I heard a couple years later that they did a huge rework. And they they rebalanced a bunch of things. And it's completely different. And I heard nothing but complaints. Because that's what happens when you change things. Right. But I've never heard anyone tell me, dude, you gotta come back. Like, no one ever came around on it. It's it's kind of this strange thing where... Now when I see Team Fortress 2 characters, I kind of like cringe... Um, I used to love that game so much. Like me and Richard cosplayed as Team Fortress Two. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like a, it was our thing. Like it was a big deal. And then it's like now I see the action figure at Target and I go, Ugh. yeah, I definitely. There was a time where I played that game a lot. I probably put a good hundred hours into Team Fortress Two in my heyday. I definitely did. I bet it, I, that shows on the Steam, right? Yeah, it was a game I would play at first just with Joe, and then I eventually started liking it enough to play by myself. And you had your servers you'd go to, and your your things you'd do, and it was... It was really fun at the time. I... I would probably still enjoy the gameplay loop if it was exactly how I remember it being, but if they've changed enough, I... I definitely don't want to relearn anything, right? Like, I... I don't know if I have the time for that. Because it wasn't a complicated game, but it wasn't a simple game either. There was a lot of classes, there was a lot of weapons, uh, different loadouts and things like that. And Yeah, it's just... Uh, it can stay in the past. I don't need to revisit it. Yeah, I'm at 220 hours, uh, 200 achievements. Not quite as much as I thought, but it's... um, 
it is it is weird. I I was thinking about playing Valorant and trying that out. Valorant, what is it? I think it's Valorant. I don't really care because I'm not going to bother with it. <laughs> I was watching gameplay of it, and it's like, well, this is um, like it it rewards shooting more than Overwatch does, but it also has these like gimmicky powers, and it's like you know. What makes Overwatch work is that the fun in using your superhero power is that you get to have a superhero power. So it right. downplays the shooting part so that you can upplay the superhero part. I feel like superpowers on cooldown get in the way of actual shooting. So if I want actual shooting, I'm going to boot up like Rainbow Six. Right. Or Siege, you know, specifically. But it's like, I feel like it's this weird cross road where it's like it's not quite csgo and it's not quite team fortress 2 but if you guys would please try it it's free please come please well so i have heard some good things about that game uh, i have to cool, but but I, I, i'm looking I, at it and it's like ah I, nothing about it calls me sure but besides like being kind of tired of overwatch for the moment yeah it's kind of funny i like a you 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 bought me the uh, the the dwarf game because it's just like hey I'm sick of Overwatch let's be dwarves it's like you know what that's a that's a very valid excuse to be dwarves yeah I literally um I paid you to not play Overwatch you did like that's that that was that's how like frustrated I was starting to get with Overwatch right now it's like I will I don't even here I'll empty my wallet if we don't go in there is it is it that the they force you to queue up as a certain role you think. Is like that kind of, I feel like that someone made the game more bearable and that like the, the games we get are a little more even, less steamrolls, but they've also just like really ruins some of the fun of that game. There, okay, let's, let's complain about Overwatch for a little bit because I got a list. <laughs> um, my first list is Activision does not handle servers well. Yeah, there's definitely, I have latency lag problems. problems on. Uh, World of Warcraft, Heroes of the Storm, and Overwatch. And pretty much those are the only games that consistently give me trouble. Now, coincidentally, last year I got the new Call of Duty, the Modern Warfare 4 Call of Duty Warfare. I got it on PS4, not the PC. I'm having the same like latency problems I have in Overwatch. Oh, really? Yeah. But then I'll boot up something else just to test it, and it's it doesn't struggle quite as much. And it's like, sure. oh, it's Activision. Destiny 2, when Destiny 2 officially left Activision, it wasn't on a Blizzard launcher, and Activision's not working with Bungie anymore. Everyone noticed that the game was literally loading faster, and they were disconnecting less often. I wonder if like, there's some like, weird DRM shit they got going. I don't know if it's DRM or literally just um how how awful like the the quality of their servers like it just seems bad, right? So um my internet's not great, and towards the end of the month everything starts to strain, and usually the last week of the month we can't play Overwatch. Mm -hmm. It's like a consistent enough pattern that last week I was thinking about how bad it was when I tried playing on Tuesday. And it's like, now nah, I'm gonna buy you guys Dwarf game because that runs. Sure. Um, like it's, I just, I can't play it, so I just won't bother anymore. That's my I'm first like, problem. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You go ahead. 
I was going to say, the one thing about the Dwarf game, too, is it's PvE, so the latency issues are a little easier to get around because you're not fighting other people, you're fighting slow-moving spiders. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, Yeah, like, it's less going on, so it, mm-hmm. it's practical. But that's the thing, it's like, well, yeah, I'll just play something where I can actually play. Right. Because it's not just, like, I, I don't know if you... Uh, you you probably can't even tell what my problem is when I'm having problems on like Overwatch. When uh, like it's not just oh I'm pretty sure I got that shot, but then they jump to the side a little bit. It's like sometimes I literally cannot walk forward. Oh, it's like kind of doing that like ghosting thing where you're just like things are moving but you're not, and it you're just like stuttering super bad. Yeah. I so, used to get that in AVP, like the shitty servers you'd log in yeah, and everyone would have like 300, 400 ping. So when I hop on like on the dwarf game and it's a little laggy, it's like the kind of lag you can deal with. But yeah. I'm still like I'm running forward and the server's trying to approximate where I'm at until it corrects. It's just it's a totally different experience. Okay. At no point while playing this dwarf game, I have never once felt sad. <laughs> I've never once been like looking at a loading screen asking how long is this going to be sure Um, I love playing Overwatch with you guys but if you guys are not online I do not boot up the game at all yep like, that's it's, fair it's literally just friend time that's the only reason to log in right now mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh so what's the other thing with Overwatch? Because you said you had a list, so we had, that was part one. Yeah, so it's like a practical thing. Which part, makes sense. Yeah, part two is I just don't like the the role locking, like you mentioned. Because I, we get into these teams where I don't mind being assigned a role, it's the other guys that I can't trust. Yeah. So it's like, we'll, we'll do our part, and we'll tank, and we'll heal. And then we get two snipers that don't know how to hit things. And, you know, like, as Mercy, I have gold damage. I, I can't... I would love to just hop over real quick with Junkrat and just blow up a couple things real fast until I die and I'll go back to healing if I have to. But I've had games before the roll locking where everyone's saying, no, you have to heal. And I say, no, I don't. And then I'll pick, you know, something stupid like Hammond. And I spin in a circle and coincidentally push everyone off the point and we win. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's a fluke. That only happens in quick play. But also, that's the only chance we had at winning. Now that that's just not an option, I'll be standing around waiting for someone to come by so that I can heal them. But I can't fight off the whole six team by myself and no one else is cooperating. And it's like, okay, well, I'll just... Be support. Yeah, I'm being supportive. It, you lose, you lose the a, a, lot, a lot of dynamics, and then a lot of just the fun spontaneity too. And I know, like, you can queue up and play like how it was before, but it, I feel like the queue times are longer, and it's just like I don't know if you get loot boxes if you level up. It, it, it just it seems like it's not the thing to do. Like that's the wrong way to play now. Well, yeah that that playlist is pretty dead right now. I also don't like the new characters all that much, and I definitely don't have any like as cosmetics I'm I'm gunning for. So there's just no carrot on a stick to play it. And then yeah, it's like, oh, I, I never get to be DPS because I'm afraid if I do, then I'm taking it from you or Joe. Uh, we should share in the DPS. But then it's like, oh, I've played all the tanks and I've played all the healers tonight, and I played May once and I played like shit because the other, you know, 
it it is a, a weird clusterfuck now that it yeah. wasn't. I really love all the new characters. But every time they introduce one, it's like it's overpowered and then they nerf it into the ground where it's not fun anymore. Um I was an amazing Sigma. Or no, Sigma. Right? Yep. I I picked up his kit immediately. It it clicked with me so weird how I was only happy while playing him for a while. They keep nerfing him where his shield does not last like more than three shots. His rock doesn't stun as long now. Um, his little bouncy balls don't do quite as much damage. His bouncy uh, balls feel really weak as shit now. It, it's weird. And other characters too. They keep balancing stuff in this weird way where it's like, oh, well, that character's just not fun anymore. It's not yeah. just like a balance thing. It's like, I feel like I can't do anything. And I picked incorrectly by picking this character. Yeah. Um, You know, the sales pitch... You see, like, the that early concept art where it's, like, there's, like, 20 characters all standing there, like, the whole roster. And it's like, oh, wow, look at all these characters. But now you get into the game, and imagine if only six of them lit, lit up, because that's your role right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, the, the selling point is a huge roster. So it's really a bummer to go, like, oh, well, you can be... Uh well actually in the in the ranked thing we also banned a couple so you have these four healers to pick from. I just I like the idea of like what well, I want one tank one healer and the rest DPS like like that can be a fun game too you don't need two tanks or healers and or or three healers you know like it, it just I miss I really miss that and and changing with you know where where your team needed no one wants to go junkrat anymore which is frustrating because. Sometimes you really need someone to just randomly spam grenades to get people off a point. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, you fucking a Genji, stop it. You you want someone like uh, May to just like spray ice and put up walls to be disruptive. Yo. You want someone like Junkrat, like bouncing bombs wherever and like tar- you know focusing on key targets. And then you want like a Widowmaker picking people off when they come out of cover. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Someone will pick Ash, and they don't realize that the gun does more damage if you use the scope. It's like, okay, they don't even know how to play the character. And then somebody else will pick, like, Tracer, but you don't even know where they're at right now. And it just never seems to work out correctly. Well, that's the other thing, is you you feel like... like I have characters I like to play, but I'm bad with, and I feel like I cannot play them now because... Oh, I'm one of the two DPS slots. I have to really pull my weight, or people are going to be mad, and I shouldn't be DPS then. And it's just like, oh, good, good, goodbye, Tracer. I guess I'm not playing you anymore. Yeah. But I suck at Tracer, so that's maybe for the best. But yeah, but it's like more pressure. It, like, quick yeah. play used to be fun. But now, if you if you get into quick play and you're not healing well enough, the other healer will critique you about it. Yeah. Because now there's this bar that we all know there's exactly two healers, and one of us has both gold and silver medals. And say, like, okay, thank you. And then they'll, and then of course, because the the community of that game is is mostly toxic, that they'll either rage quit or just become insufferable assholes. And like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna play worse on purpose now because, you know, old Jimmy over here is being a dick, and then that that ruins it for everybody else. Ah, uh, good thing there's Dorf game. Yeah, pretty much. I, I have feel like been... at some point we should play uh Space Station Thirteen again, but. 
that's such a daunting game to play too, just because of the gameplay <laughs> and all the dumb shit that goes on in it. Oh yeah, I think um, Joe mentioned that the other day too. That like he, he'd like to try Space Station again, and it's like you know do that I, I this feel weekend. Like, yeah, we, we'll we'll make time. Um, but I feel like the last time I tried to like show you guys more stuff, I I like unteached you and I made it more complicated or something. Um. Um. But I mean, it's just like. I remember getting into a game where like things were more chaotic than normal and everyone died and I couldn't tell if you guys were having fun or not. So I stopped bringing it up. I think that was the last game I remember playing. I was a bartender and I spent a lot of it just like making drinks and getting hammered while things happened around me. And then, uh, then it was time to leave and I grabbed the gun and then the, the safety ship exploded before I could shoot anybody. And then it was like, you all died. And everyone was like, oh, you marvelous son of a bitch. You killed us all. How did you do it? And that was it. So it, was, it wasn't, it was like, not fun. It was, I, I learned more about the game. But it was definitely not as, like, story-driven, I guess, as, like, some of the others we've played where I'm walking around as a priest just being a fucking nuisance. And yeah. it sounded like you and Joe had a good time that game because you're both being uh, janitors. Well, I'm trying to remember what happened. I I think uh, a clown was trying to kill him. Yeah. So what happened was the clown kept grabbing Joe and just dragging him off, and I don't think Joe knew where the resist button was because it's like oh. hidden on this weird sub menu. Yeah. And he didn't know where he was because he didn't know the layout of the map, so he couldn't tell me. And, he's, and we're also trying not to cheat too, but even if he wanted to, it's like he could not describe what was going on. Sure. So I felt like it was like, okay, I'm trying to protect him from this clown, but also it'd be funny if we let the clown do something. So I'm torn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that that game's another example where I love the multiplayer element of it, but it's also this grab bag. Um. Whenever a big YouTuber does a good Space Station 13 video, it's like the quality of all servers go down because it's a bunch of people saying, like, how do I do it? I want to do the thing Markiplier did. That was funny. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so it's like, <laughs> it's well, like we were uh, we were playing VR chat the other night. It was like the worst night of VR chat. Everything was like buggy. Like we tried playing new games, and none of them seemed to work right. And so we went to like the pub to talk to people, and like everybody was like ten year olds screeching, and like quoting SpongeBob and Roblox or whatever the kids are doing. Yeah, and it was uh, like, Joe mentioned it was kind of rough last night. It was, it it really was. We met, like, one guy that was fun. And so, like, that that helped make things a little better, I guess. <laughs> sure. But it's just, I, I love, uh, I think the best times I've ever had playing games are situations with, like, the human element that makes it more interesting. Oh, yeah, that... It is hard to get away what from a grab that bag. once you experience it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a consistent thing. So, man. Like, I love pe- some of my favorite games are probably more like PVE stuff, like Earth uh, Earth Defense Force or Orcs Must Die, where me and my brother are gonna just kill a huge army of shit and we're gonna try and survive. Like I love that a lot because there's a lot less tension and I don't have to worry about someone being better than me or being an asshole. And I I really like that, but also. I, I I used to play a ton of arena shooters, right? And I, I still would like to find that perfect arena shooter that scratches the itch of Unreal Tournament 2004 and Aliens of Predator 2. 
don't think it exists anymore because no one wants those games. So I do, I do like those two. None of them involve VR chat or Space Station 13. Like those are fun experiment experiments for me, but they're not what I want to play all the time or most of the time. Oh, you know what bugs me? Uh, it's not quite as bad as uh, Lawbreakers. Like Lawbreakers was actually a good game that could have had legs if people played it. Yep. But there's another one that bummed me out that it didn't take off, and that's the Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. I had heard that that was actually really good. It It is. They did such a bad job marketing it, and it looks so stupid. But playing the game, I had so much fun. Um, oh, it also had a really gross like loot box system. I think that drove some people away. Probably. Um... But gameplay-wise, it was actually really entertaining. Like, it was a fun shooter, and it looked different than every other shooter that was trying to be Call of Duty. Despite yeah. the fact that it's, like, parodying the genre. Uh, there were also, like, a lot of interesting characters. There were, like, costumes. So, you could be that, like, there's the sunflower, and it's cute. But you get another costume where it's, like, a vampire, and it's, like, a gothic sunflower. And it's like, well, that's a cute costume, but it was actually a different loadout with different abilities. So it was literally a vampire that would suck health as you do damage. Oh, cool. And so it was like, oh, these costumes actually mean something. It's almost like a whole different character just within the same archetype. Sure. And so when all the classes had multiple of these, you'd get into these games where, like, there's a bunch of, like, these uh, uh, the football variant zombies... And it's like they're just rolling through everybody because you can't get through their armor. And it's like, oh, they're actually like using a strategy here. I gotta, I gotta think of something else. And I'd pick like the heavy duty coconut guy. And it was actually a really fun experience. I think I had like five good matches. Like I played it for a weekend. Okay. Because by Monday, like I couldn't get matches anymore. Oh, really? The player base was just falling off it, that hard. Like that hard. It was weird. Like, it, it really bummed me out that it was so hard to get into a game. Because I, I don't know if they're having server problems or something, but it's like, I would wait forever to connect. I'd hop in, and then it would say, like, game over, blue team wins, or whatever. I hate the connection system that's in, like, pretty much all video games now, where you queue up and, and just wait for it to put you into a, a game. And it made sense on consoles when the Xbox 360 came out and stuff like that. It's like, okay, this isn't... Uh, the PC where people have their own dedicated servers that they're paying for. But then now it's just like, that's never an option anymore. Like you just, you, you roll the dice. So there's no, very few games anyways have, have these hubs that, like where you're just like, this is my server. I go here all the time. I get to know the people that play here. I know what levels are going to be up. I know what uh, game modes they enjoy the most and what I'm, and so I, I can plan around that. Like, when I played Unreal Tournament 2004 and AVP, like I had like my handful of servers on each game that I would go. If one was full, I'd go to the next one, and if that one was full, I'd go to the next one. If that one was full, I probably wouldn't play until one of them opened up because those were where I wanted to be, uh, for one reason or another. And now it, it's just so it's so random, and you don't get to know people at all. And it's so it's like more and more people are playing games, and it's more and more multiplayer than ever. But it's less connect connectivity because there's you just say oh, i'm never going to see this person again so if i act like a dick who cares or if, if there's no no weight to it because blizzard throws you into the the queue right after the game's over you're not even like re-queuing up with any of these people anymore 
<sighs> Not to bring it back to Blizzard. Yeah, I know, but it's so easy to rag on them. Because that's an... That's like a problem in a lot of games, right? I feel like the last handful of, of multiplayer games I've played were you join, you're you looking at that screen and it's just, you're waiting for all the, the things to highlight so you can get in. And granted, it's been a while since I've played a handful of these multiplayer games. Like, I don't, I don't have a huge list of them anymore, but it has become a thing. Yeah, right. And part of it is there's just, uh, there's so much out there. That it's really hard to get players into, like, one thing. Like, one of the reasons that Halo was so successful was that, like, that was the one game you could play at launch. Yeah. Um, You know, like, there was a reason everyone would boot into it was because it was there. And there wasn't anything else, <laughs> you know, on the system at the time. So it's it's weird when, like, right now, if you go to Steam, you could look up, like, multiplayer shooter. And there's, like, a million options. Yeah, and you could you could sort by most popular, and you're still not guaranteed that the top ten will be like super long lasting or not. <clears throat> There's a, a multiplayer shooter my brother and myself would like to make at some point, but it the Land of Glass did so poorly financially, and no one really played it. The, the idea of like making a game that relies on actual a player base, it's like this just that would be insane right now. Like if we make a handful more games and they catch on, and we get you know, people that notice us, maybe, but even then, it will probably not happen just because of the, the the time and money investment, because we're not going to make our own shooter engine. We're going to have to use, like, Unreal or something, and that complicates things in one way and, and simplifies it in another, and it's just... It's real work to make a game. It really is a lot of work to make a game. Um, My, my friend is, uh, he's working on, like, a Diablo clone kind of thing. Oh, cool. And he had this idea for, like, randomly generated loot where when things drop, there's going to be, like, random bonuses with random values that tied to them. So, like, what he wants out of it is that, like, when you get something, it might have, like, a goofy personality or it'll just be really, really good stats. Okay. So he gave me an example one. He's like, oh, look at this thing. I'm doing a test run and look, look at this thing that dropped. And it had, like, eight different buffs on it. And I didn't know what any of the buffs meant. Like, the, it was, like, so much text to read. And it's like, I don't know if this is good or not. What he's going to need I mean? to do <clears throat> is almost the World of Warcraft method. At least this was Burning Crusade, where there was a lot of random drops, random loot, but they were sectioned. So, like, there was a, a, a leather caster set called, like, Gift of the Hierophant or whatever. And it would have three different stats on it. And you never knew what they were going to be but they would have these three stats. And, and so you could get a full set of armor of this and you'd get, I think it was intellect, spell power, and stamina. And so, or, or healing power. And so it was like a, a good healing set. So you were on the lookout for that name because you knew that this was good where there might be a different one that had, instead of intellect, it had spirit. And you're like, oh, I'm not a priest. I don't want that. And I think if he sectioned off, instead of having literally every stat appear on every piece of armor or the possibility... Create create some like categories. Be like these stats can appear here, these stats can appear here. Maybe have a couple of wild card ones that it give it a funny name, like you know, Gonzo's helmet of fuckface or you know, whatever. And and then that's the, you you see that name and you're like, oh shit, I could get something really weird here or something completely useless that I'll sell. My favorite gear thing. Do you remember that anthem announcement trailer? 
with those like really fake game actors. Oh yeah. And they're just like they're running through the forest, even though they just told us they could fly, but now they're running. And it's like, okay, what's going on? And then they'll like shoot a monster and it falls over and then they get like a treasure chest. And one of them picks it up and it's like, wow, it's Mora's Wrath. I got the epic drop. Like, Whoa, that's so cool that you got that. And it's like, I don't understand if they, if I don't know, under, how do I put this? I couldn't tell if they were aiming at people that actually play video games or have ever played a game before. Like it, it, it was like, it felt like a, you know, hello fellow kids kind of thing. Well, yeah, it, it reminded me of something you would see in like a movie or a sitcom where it's like the assumption is the viewer is aware of games because their kids play games. Yeah. So we're going to use words that sound like what you think your kids have said, but they're doing this at E3 in front of a bunch of people whose like profession is video games. <laughs> it was so grossly transparent. It's like, who thought this was a good idea? So uh, that that one gets worse though. Did you ever hear like what really happened behind the scenes there? I, I did not. So, <laughs> um, the the game devs working on the game, like you know Anthem, uh, they were <laughs> they were very surprised to watch that E three that year and watch that trailer because in that trailer it was revealed to them that their game would have flying and random loot drops, and that the name was now Anthem. Oh, Jesus Christ. That trailer was made by a CGI, like, trailer house to approximate what... It's like a concept trailer. Okay. So it wasn't even, like, the game. Like, the version of the game they were working on kind of ran a little different and kind of had some different assets and kind of was not at all this. That's why it was so kind of ramshackled when it came out, is because they basically had to redesign it in a year. They or they redesigned it like five times over. Um, it, they actually at one point the director quit in a huff, and they went through two other directors, and then that director came back and said, "No, I was right the first time. Undo it. Do, go back to my thing." Oh God! I mean, it, there's this uh, fantastic video I recommend. Um, uh, everybody should look up what happened on YouTube. Matt McMuscles puts together these, like, it's a it's a history dissect of, like, why did this game turn out so bad? Like, Alien Colonial Marines. It, it's a great company. It's a great IP. What happened? Um, his Anthem video was, like, of course, he has to do that eventually. So that was kind of a big one. But the story is just so interesting. Yeah, that, I'll have to watch that. That sounds like a... And really, you know, understanding the devs behind it, I'm looking forward to Anthem like 2.0 cuz I had a lot of fun with Anthem when it came out. So if they finish it with, you know, they they actually let a game director direct it and let the developers develop it, it'll be great cuz they got the graphics down pat, dude. Man, Colonial Marines is such a a weird weird game. So I'm when that came out, that was like one of the last games I ever pre-ordered. I was really excited for it because I love Alien games. Like, oh, Gearbox is working on this. This is gonna be fucking sweet. I've seen the trailers, um, and I'm they was okay. They're not releasing like early codes for reviewers. That's a little dodgy, but I'm sure it'll be fine. And then to to prepare for it, I I rewatched the uh, Aliens. I'm so excited because this is like this is a sequel to Aliens. They're gonna do it right. And then at the end of Aliens, they nuke Hadley's Hope, and there's literally no survivors. That's the whole point of nuking it. And I'm like, how how can they go back to Hadley's Hope if they nuked it? How can this be a sequel 
to a, a movie where they they obliterate the setting and that's how it ends is it's gone they they make the thing go boom and it's no longer alive and i was like that's actually really that that was the thing that had me more nervous than anything else and then i go in to play it and obviously the game is a mess but it has a handful of endearing qualities to it that i didn't hate my time with it i thought that the multiplayer was absolutely awful dog shit that was the worst it controlled like shit. There was no good way. They didn't teach you this stuff very well. It was the aliens were terrible to play. They they felt so clunky. It was it was bad. But the single player was kind of fun if you set your expectations right. Yeah, yeah but you know that's fair too. Um, I I want to say the same thing about Anthem. Like I've had people come to me and say, "Oh, oh Cameron." You were given those stupid opinions that Anthem was fun. Is it is it still fun? Should I get it now that it's thirty cents at GameStop? And it's like you know, right now I can't recommend it because you can't get a game. Going back to that multiplayer part, sure. Um, you could you could risk your thirty cents and buy it now, but understand that it's like a war bond, and you're hoping that the game comes eventually because it's it's actually hard to do the story mode right now. <laughs> Oh wow! Like I think there's a couple times where you have to do a dungeon to progress, and no one's doing the low level dungeon because they all got max level in the first week. Sure. So it's you know there's clunky bits like that. Um, I I'm not even sure, but they might not have taken down the Christmas decorations yet. That's funny. I I love that just as like a thing. There's there's just so many layers to what you just said. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. But me and. Like, it was so fun to, like, dress up your robot suit. Like, there's a feeling you get when, when Iron Man is making the Iron Man suit and the music's playing, and it's just, once he has it just right, like, you get to do that. Like, it feels like whatever's in your head, they give you, like, a full color palette. It's not like you have to unlock red. Um, They give you different shaders for textures, so you can make it look metallic or plastic or aged or worn or shot up or dirty or... Nice. Um, or like rubbery. And so you can actually make it look like it's a whole metal suit, or you can make it look like it's a, like a military vehicle with armored padding just by texturing it different, and that's not even the colors that accent it more. Like, they, they put a lot of work into stuff, just not enough of the stuff. <laughs> right. Well, it's if they had to, like, freaking restart every handful of months. It, it... Oh... It sucks. Like video games are so weird, and then and obviously the people that play them, there's so much toxicity there. Where you like, you forget that real people worked on these, and in a lot of cases had a pretty rough couple months of it because of crunch. And then it comes out, and it, they're clearly not happy with it. They they're gonna they worked on it. They know when it's not good or not. And then people start bitching on Twitter and and you know swearing and attacking people verbally and threatening and. and I don't know why anybody would want to be in the industry. It's such an awful industry to, to work in. There's there's so many negatives to it. It's like, oh, the game's on, now you get fired. Because well, everybody's also, contracted. Um, yeah, it's also so, like, thankless. Yeah. People, people love to talk about certain, um, I guess, like, you could call them, like, moguls or darlings that will, like, you know, the, they're the lucky one that kind of gets to be a front-facing icon. Um... The guy that, like, had to spend four months 
um, rendering the the anus meat on your Red Dead Redemption Two horse. Uh, no one knows his name. Right. He didn't get a single thank you. Well, and then uh, his job, like, like <clears throat> he probably had to work a lot of crunch overtime to to render that anus, and it's just like, well. Maybe if you didn't have a, a super realistic anus on the horse, he could have worked on something else and taken some pressure off of somebody else. Like, yeah, but if the, he the didn't priorities... work, yeah, but if he didn't, you know, get the anus details so well, it would stick out as like a low poly anus and make the rest yeah, of the horse look weird because you notice that like, oh, the horse quality is low. They got the trees right, but the horses are bad, so they had to polish everything so that everything's so good. But it's this thankless job, or like you know. <laughs> did did you ever see that Mega sixty four for the um for the quadruple A game? I feel like I have actually. They they was like some game studio, and it's like oh triple A games are great. We're gonna go quadruple A, and it's like it's it's a billion dollars, and this happened and that happened, and the you know our our developers don't even they're not allowed to have families, and <clears throat> and it's just like everything wrong with like major productions. And then, like, put to the nth degree. Um, there's a part where they have a guy there, and then they literally shoot him. And then it's like, no, guess what? That was a cutscene in the game. It just looks so real. And, <laughs> and it's just like, <clears throat> it keeps playing off of all this stuff, all the motion capture, all the stuff. You know, things that, <laughs> that don't make the game fun. And yeah. then they finally, like, do a, a, they go to a game tester and say, and this guy's been playing it for the last 30 hours. Hey, what do you think? And it's this guy sitting in a gamer chair with a controller, and he's like, uh, yeah, the graphics are pretty good. Um, like, uh, 8 out of 10. And he's you know, start, like, pulling his hair out. and <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't... There's, like, diminishing returns on this stuff. Oh, for sure. The other thankless thing... There's a, this was a Jimquisition that came out this week. He was talking about, like, so many games are, like, we have to make it realistic. And uh, so the developers will do research on stuff or be asked to and the the topic was game devs being asked or made to look at really violent content uh to simulate to make sure their simulated violence is as real as possible like for mortal Kombat, they were looking up uh videos of, of car accidents and stuff how to in, in this you know really gruesome shit uh because they're making a very gruesome game and there's a diminishing return there we're like okay we're you're psychologically harming some of your developers by asking them to to look at this stuff but also no one cares it's mortal combat it's supposed to be you know you could it's cartoon violence so i don't you don't need to know how the rib cracks perfectly when you get hit a certain way it it doesn't matter it's mortal combat you're you're playing you know a fucking alien or or a, a lizard man like it's already a cartoon and it's not something I, I really ever thought of until I watched that video, but it, it is sort of like, yeah, the, these really, really hyper-violent games can be fun to play, but it is, like, what was it like to make this? It, it's gotta be, at a certain point, it, the fun's gonna wear off. Like, you, you get just, like, really numb to, like, oh, I gotta make sure the capillaries are exploding properly. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. Um, a lot of people were comparing... I don't remember what major launch it was. It was like a AAA game with the new Animal Crossing. And it's like this this kitty Nintendo game has so much more like charm and personality to it. And there's like animation errors where like objects would just like clip through hands and there's there's only so much you can really do and the trees 
like the leaves are these like flat textures that are, they've been using since Nintendo 64 tech. It's like it's so simple and it's so yeah. much more appealing than this like gigantic budget. I think it was Last of Us 2. They're showing like look at all the the leaves rendering the light. Look at how the shadows cast. And it's like yeah, I'm not even going to notice that. I don't know. This is a, this is a thing too with like you got to read your room. I feel like Animal Crossing came out at the perfect time because no one wants to play a dystopian game right now when we're more or less a living one. It's like you know what I want to retreat to my island and and mine for fossils, make the animals get married. I mean, I personally don't. I'll I'll, I'll never play that game, but other Dude, people at, do. Look at this. Um, I just sent you this anthem one. This suit looks so cool. <laughs> it's like this like bug armor. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah, I I mean, the dress-up in this game is unreal. Yeah, I would like to... I'd be this bug-ass robot. This is fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> it's... This Reddit, um, there's a, there's a subreddit called Fashion Lancers that is, like, still getting updates today because people still play the game only to play with colors. Sure. And there's a, a lot of these where it's like, here, I, I made a... Oh, <laughs> actually, here's one you'll like. Um, it's a bunch of different designs of aliens and predators, and they're trying to like aesthetically recreate um, the details about them. Oh, cool! And it's like you know the color choices and shading actually really does come together. And some of these suits are super viable. Like you could just run around in the game, and no one would think it's a gimmick. But you can also appreciate the work that went into it. Yeah. Yeah, some of these look pretty good. I like uh, I like the the big Xeno looking guy up in the top. Yeah, corner. that one stuck out to me. And, and the ones that are like simulating so blood is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that stuff. Um, I love like the cape physics, and flying around just feels good. The heavy guy is so heavy. Oh yeah, um, it's like it's kind of hard to fly, and when you fall, it feels like you're going to crush things that you land on. Like, there is, like, weight to it. But I love how he, he has a shield that's basically like a giant mech um, riot shield that you can ram things with, but you can ram while flying. So oh, I nice. made my guy look like an ambulance, and whenever someone went down, I would, like, circle around and bowl over everything and then land on the guy and, like, help him get back up. Cool. And then just act as a shield... Well, another heavy guy built his thing around um, flamethrowers, so he's flying around like a tank in the air, just like coating everything in fire. While I'm, I got my aggro up, and then like the wizard's doing backup on AOE and stuff. Now that he's back up, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, <laughs> in concept, this could have been the best game ever. Yeah, if it had a, a more like focused direction and then obviously have like eight directors and a trailer that came out and it's like oh this is what the game is now what a think, mess i feel like other stuff has had that happen i know like peter molyneux has always had that like they're working on a game and he's like yeah and it's gonna have these features in it and the developers are like wait what now um and then yeah was it no man's sky i think also had some of those where he's like these things are in the game and they're just like are they you know the people working on it are like taken aback um, but I don't know if it was to the extent of Anthem. No. Um, no, it, no Man's Sky problem was that they had everything on paper and they weren't sure what they could achieve. 
Sure. Anthem's problem was every week they might throw out the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I'm trying to remember if this was uh if this was Anthem or if it was something else, but I think it's the same director. But he had a habit of um of telling everyone, "Here's the direction we're going in. We're gonna do this. It's gonna do blank. Here's the design doc. Uh, get to it. You guys can do it." Um, they start working on it. And then, like, a new game will come out, like Gears of War 3. And so he'll play that and go, oh, it's really fun. We should have a cover system in our game. And it's like, well, we, we kind of designed the levels to be open so you could fly. So, like, a cover system's not going to work because, like, players will want to fly over the cover. And it's like, well, they make them not fly anymore. Okay. So they design the levels around the idea that you'll be on ground. And then later, it's like, well, flying's fun. We should put the flying back in. It's like, okay, well, the level's on the ground. Yeah, yeah but make them fly. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those... It's kind of funny, because there's that, and then where you're like a slave to someone else's ideas, and he doesn't have to be coherent because he's the boss. He just wants his ideas in the game. Whereas if you're an indie studio, you're like a slave to your own ideas, but that can be just as problematic because everyone has great ideas and you're trying to like figure out how do we implement all of them with a tiny budget and a small amount of time. And the answer is you can't. I know me and Joe had a lot of like different conversations on what should go in the land of glasses we were making it because we would come up with ideas for cards and gameplay elements and things like that. And eventually it was sort of like, you can play this game with one hand. We have to like stick to that. Like that's the rule is whatever you do, it has to be able to do. You just can play this with a mouse because anything else is going to get really complicated and involve shitloads of extra programming. Uh, but also it it was like, it kept us focused a bit too on like what we, we didn't want it to get any bigger than what it already was. And it was already way bigger than we had ever anticipated it would get. It, you got, you got to set rules when you're making big projects. Yeah. And it sucks and, when you can't implement your fun ideas. They're like, oh, what if we did this? This would be cool. And it's like, well, maybe the next game. Yeah. It's it's kind of a shame. Um, and even if you do have, like, the time and money and resources for it, sometimes you still can't pull it off. Uh, Terminator 2 is pretty much just, I want to remake Terminator 1 because I wasn't happy with it. Sure. And they, they structurally narrowed, you know, it's like, well, it's about time travel we could play off of it and make it look like a sequel, but like structurally the film is the same story. Yeah. Um, specifically because it's like, well, we could, we could make it cooler how I want it to be. And then they pull it off. It's like, yeah, he wasn't even happy with his first film, which is a classic. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. He, he wasn't happy with it. I do like Terminator two a lot more than Terminator one, but I also yeah. feel like there's somewhat different movies. Like one's definitely more of a horror movie. One is more of an action movie. It's sort of like the alien aliens thing. Yeah. And that's some, Oh, did you hear they, they announced another alien prequel? Wait, really? Yes. Is it going to be a sequel to alien covenant or is it a completely new thing? I don't know that. Um, I wanted to figure that out. Well, let's find out. Go to old avpgalaxy.net. I haven't been here in many a years. Well, a year probably. Who, why, and for what purpose? Ridley Scott's still interested in more Alien. This was posted two days ago. Uh, a bunch of Predator shit. It must be this top article, but I don't know if this is a... Uh... I still think there's a lot of mileage in Alien, but I think you'll have to now re-evolve what I... 
what I always thought when I was making it, the first one, why would a creature like this be made and why was it traveling and what I always thought was a kind of Warcraft which was carrying a cargo of these eggs? What was the purpose of this vehicle and what was the purpose of the eggs? That's the thing to question. Who, why, and for what purpose is the next idea? So I guess he wants to make another one. I want to cry. But it doesn't look like this is an announcement. I think it's just Ridley wants to keep making alien movies, which is fair, but also... I know we there's there's no way we haven't talked about this before, but just like, hey, here's a scary thing. You know how you make it not scary? Answering all of those questions. Like, there's no purpose in doing that unless you're going to go in a completely different direction. You're not going straight. You're going to take a left, you know, like, which I thought Prometheus was trying to do because now it's not about the alien. It's about the thing that made the alien. And are they are gods? Are they what, what are they? You know, and, and very there's a little of craftian shit, the chariot of the gods shit. Like there's a lot of fun things in there that hasn't been introduced in the alien universe. I was really down for that. That was, I thought, a really good movie. Yeah, Promethean took things that were visually familiar, but told a new story. Yes. So it was worth watching. And I don't, I don't know how he went from that to Alien Covenant, where it was like, hey, let's, uh, let's have the robot guy make the aliens, and... The main girl that was cool, she died off screen. Everyone liked that the last time that happened in the series. Like, there's just so many baffling decisions, and I'm sure some of them were Foxes doing the the studio, being like, "Hey, you need to do this and this and this," and it's gotta hit these nostalgia buttons. Everyone's doing that now. But I also kind of think that Ridley's not always a good scriptwriter, and or or almost ever is that. Case kind of is like he's a great director, but goddamn, yeah. he needs to stay the fuck away from the writing. Uh, did I tell you about the Rise of Skywalker extras on the Blu-ray? Uh, no, you did not, dude. There's a really good like, it's practically like feature-length documentary of just all how they did all the special effects and just so much about it. Everyone behind the camera was so like enthusiastic and happy, and they were all working so hard on all these like minor details. Um. There's a shot when they're on the desert planet where, like, the speeder, like, speeds over a hill or something, and you see a thing in the distance, and it's, like, the foreground of the camera shot is these two little rats in the sand. Do you remember that? Um, no. You, you don't see their faces. You barely make out, like, what they are. Like, they're just little fuzzy things. But you should okay. have seen the puppeteers, like, talking about how to animate the eyes and how and sculpting the nose right, and... It's like they put so much work into it, and they're so passionate about it, and you literally do not see the face of either of the creatures. Aww. And it's like the actors looked so like bland, and they like they weren't into it. It was weird watching alternate takes where they were into it. It's like wait, you had, <laughs> you had better shots where they were emoting. Why didn't why didn't you use that one? Like, are you are you freaking serious? Um, I. <laughs> There's a, they, they, well, you, you, you remember the little, um, droid fixer guy? Sure. Uh, the puppeteering on that was cool because they had the voice actor actually manipulating the face while she read the lines on set. Oh, that's awesome. So it wasn't just done after the fact. She was literally like when she's wants to express something or she wants to say something, she, she practiced with the face a whole lot and was able to do that live while they're recording these scenes. 
That's really cool. And it made the character come alive. Like the, they were doing behind the scenes test stuff. And the character was more lively than any of the shots in the movie. Oh, because I'm guessing then they gave what she did to the, the effects guys. And they were just like, well, we got to tone this down. And Well, no, it's just they, they, you know, they cut half the lines. Oh, um, there was a they were doing a test thing where he was like really sad and it he, the, he made J.J. Uh, Abrams cry. Um, it was like laughter. Oh, OK, because it was like they're doing like a test thing and they're recording a thing. Where it's like C-3PO died. And then Bobby Frick's like, no. Oh, 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 oh. And and while she's doing this, and the puppeteers are animating his hands, and it's like he just keeps like this sorrowful thing going on and on and on. And they had like a behind the scenes camera pan over, and JJ is like hiding in a in the corner, trying to cover his mouth because he didn't want to ruin the shot with his laughter. Right. That's not in the movie. I, I mean, that like sucks. <laughs> they they could have made two or three movies out of the stuff they worked on. It's like, man, I, I wish you didn't cut this down so much. <laughs> You have to wonder how much of that was like Disney going, we need to do this because the last two were received in these ways and we have to, you know, focus test this a certain way. Like it all comes down to like, how do we maximize the profits with what we shot? And that means taking some of the fun stuff out to replace with Palpatine's clones. Or I kind of don't know how much of that was Disney. I, I had, I got this feeling that JJ was very happy with what he put together. Maybe. Um, in the same way that he was very happy with that second Star Trek movie that I hate. Yeah, because he, he does that mystery box thing. He, 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 does, he does a uh, yeah, he does a handful of things that I don't like that seem to slip into things. Um, I thought Force Awakens turned out perfect. And when he left, it's like, oh, he did such a good job. It's a shame to see him go. But at least we have this one treasure. Yo. And then when they announced he's coming back, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Well, it's been a little bit. Um, do you, do you want to have a glad space? Yeah. Oh God, we're at an hour ten. Holy shit. Um, I guess my glad space is the new Run the Jewels is a, a hip hop rap group. I I don't know what the difference is between those two things, but there probably are differences. But they put out a new album yesterday. Or, yeah, yesterday. It's free. Uh, they're really cool about that. It's like, hey, you want our new music? Fuck it. The world's on fire. Here's our new music. And I've given it one listen, but it's really good. It's a uh, it's hip hop. It's it's fairly political, but you can definitely tell like they're they're fucking pissed off. And there's a lot of like really good beats and a lot of really good just anger in the lyrics and stuff like that. It's a really solid album. So if you don't want death metal from me, go check out Run the Jewels four, and then grab three while you're at it because I think that's still free as well. And that and that's also a fantastic album. Yay. The great thing about them too is like whoever's producing their their music, like they go really heavy in on the drums. Like they're they they'll do some like really awesome just drum composition, like stuff you would find in rock music. You know, not stereotypical like uh, hip hop drums. So they, you'll get some some really nasty thumpy kicks and stuff, and it it makes it it, it warms my heart. I I really enjoy it. What about you, Cameron? What are you happy about? I'm I'm struggling to. Come up with happy things again. I I haven't been sleeping well lately. Oh yeah. Um. 
I know there was something that was making me happy. What was it? Oh. Didn't I tell you something happy the other day? Maybe? What could it have been? Uh, I could scroll up a bit. I have so much silence to cut out of this. I know. Sorry, that's not helping. You sent me a really funny Cyanide and Happiness comic. Oh, that one seemed like your sense of humor, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, apparently, Looney Tunes, you saw a clip that looked better. Oh, yeah, the the new HBO Looney Tunes. Um, It's not bad. <laughs> I I think um that that one that you showed me, I don't know if that was like a pilot or something. I know the, the voices are still not perfect, but I think if you get used to them, it stops annoying you. Sure. Uh, but the I saw a clip from a it was a um a Daffy Duck Porky Pig one, and it felt more like Looney Tunes. There yeah. was another one with Bugs Bunny and the monster, and it's so animated, like it it wasn't you know I think a lot of people are afraid of um the cheap animation that you can do on computers sometimes, yeah like the tweening and stuff. This was like there's a part where the <laughs> where Bugs is um treating the monster's foot. Like, he takes the guy's shoe off, and he has all these, like, gross bits sticking out of his feet. And there's so many details. And Bugs is, like, running his fingers up and down the foot and squishing the skin and poking the pus and stuff. And it was, like, um, how they used to animate, where there's a lot of actual, like, frame animation of just the the textures and pushing the skin around, like, when when Bugs was, like, massage Elmer's head or something. Yeah. Like, it, it was that quality. Oh, nice. And watching it, like, I was watching it without the sound. Like, it was just on Twitter on a loop. And it's like, wow, they actually, you know, they are making a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I didn't get that feeling from the, the one that you sh- you saw. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think they're getting better. I hope they keep getting better, because they could actually end up with a, a nice collection of contemporary Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I would love more Looney Tunes. I, I really, really... Like I think tunes. I think this is the biggest challenge. Could they come up with a new character that people like? Um, Looney Tunes used to have like th- there's a couple Looney Tunes cartoons where it's like there's a new main starring character that never comes back again. I wonder if that should be our next episode. Is do we come? Up, we should come up with a Looney Tunes character. You want to try that? I think that could be fun. Let's try it. Okay. That'd be a fun thought exercise, I think. Alrighty. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, yeah, I guess that's everything. Yeah, I think uh, um, I'm done. Yeah, I hope everyone out there's you got your your um cool vampire masks on, and your your gloves for all your rectal exams. Oh man, everyone should get their masks on and march together, and it'll be a mask parade. <laughs> Don't, that was not worth that you liar lying to yes. me <laughs> i got it let me get my let me get my my uh i got my megaphone hey everybody come here chat just told a great joke <laughs> okay they're coming you gotta tell it again later no i'm not self-conscious Okay. Why didn't you play with this thing the whole episode? You could have had all this comedy gold instead of us bitching about Overwatch for 20 minutes again. What comedy gold? I don't know. 
It's, it has a robot voice. Ask what? What would a robot say? Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Yay! That wasn't fun. No, but I want to. Has a Glados voice. What's a Glados quote? Uh, God, I don't know. I never, I've never played that game. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm a well, bad gamer, Cameron. You should play Portal. That first one's a classic. I know. But the sequel. I don't think they could have pulled it off, but they made a good sequel. That was like really smart and longer. I like the I, I like Cave Johnson. There's like all all kinds of weird stuff that that went into that that was just like on YouTube and and, and whatever the just comedy skits that and world building that are very funny. I don't know yeah, if you've the, seen any of them, but they're good. Um, the stuff they put into two was actually very well thought out. I I really um I was super impressed with the co-op version though cuz it had like a whole custom narrative just for a two player game. Yeah. But the what's cute is like the trailer if you watch the commercial for Portal 2 co-op it's got this cute sense of humor where like one person's controlling the death laser and the other person's hand holding the mirror and pretty sure that it might kill them but they're trying to not touch the laser and only the mirror part. And the other person doesn't care as much because the laser's not going to hit them. And it's like, it's cute, but the actual gameplay feels like that. Like, there's sequences where your buddy is, like, being thrown around and you're in control of the gravity. And there's, like, gnashing spikes everywhere if you push the wrong button. But you're watching <laughs> from a distance. You're like, okay, you should probably go down now. And then go up. Okay. And go down. And I was playing this with my brother, and he's like screaming the whole time. No, 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 up, 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 up. And I was like, nah, from, from here, it looks like you want to go down. Uh, wait. No, up. Okay, up. And it felt like the trailer. Okay. And if, if someone can put out a game trailer, and then that's the actual experience you get, versus the Anthem one, that's the complete opposite of reality. Like, that's how you know you won. Sure. So good night, everyone, and I hope you stay safe. Yay. Bye. Bye.